Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Hey guys, I hope that you guys are doing amazing wherever you are in the world. My name is Boom Chaka and I wanted to welcome you to my channel. I've just been really appreciating all the comments and <clears throat> the support that you guys have been giving each other. So thank you for that and thank you for sharing all your wisdom with me and with the rest of the group. 
in this video, I want to speak to you guys about how, and this is just my theories, like all of this is just my theory, things that I've been thinking about, and how I think and look at the world. So of course, some of it might resonate with you, some of it might not. So just take what you, what resonates with you and leave the rest, right? One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is, you know, why or how INFJs are created. It actually seems like uh, that's a bird that lives in the tree right next to me. It's such a weird sound. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about is like, you know, are INFJs created? So is it because of our environment, because of uh, perhaps narcissistic parents or perhaps because we've had a very traumatic childhood, uh, so we have to become hypervigilant? Or is it just that it's a genetic thing and certain people, no matter what uh, environment they would be brought up into, would become INFJs? Now, obviously, this is an age-old question, and um, scientists all over the world have been asking this question for generations, I'm sure, right? So it's not really a question that we can answer right now, but this is something that I've been kind of pondering upon, and I know a bunch of you have messaged me saying similar things, so I thought I'd share my opinion on the matter. And basically what I think is that I believe in the whole theory of um, the fact that we were created by our childhood. Um, and we are created by... I don't actually want to say that it's a, it's a negative thing. And that's that I actually don't want it to come across as a negative thing. I don't want it to seem that um, it's a bad thing that energies were created because we had a terrible childhood. I don't think most of us had a terrible terrible childhood. We just had... A, a childhood where we had to become, as I said, hypervigilant. We had to be hypervigilant because either our parents fought a lot or we um, had an alcoholic parent or uh, we had narcissistic parents or whatever it might be. Like, you know, or we had a childhood where you had to become vigilant about everything that was in, the, in your environment. And that's, that's, that has been the case for me. It has been really, really um, important for me to realize this fact because once I realized it, then I stopped replaying the same scenario and over and over and over again, which is um, catering to my parents' um, needs over and over and over again, right? And so I've kind of cut them off, um, and I only interact with them when they're kind of behaving themselves, if that's the right way to say it. Again, it sounds makes me sound like complete douchebag, and I know how it makes me sound like I realize it, um, but this is something that I've been working on for a long time. I am 34, I think all of you know that, I've told you guys before. And so I've been pondering about these questions. I've been thinking about them for a long, long time. It's not like I just kind of randomly got up one day and decided, okay, this is how it is. Yay, let's do this thing kind of thing, right? <laughs> Although I do talk to myself like that a lot. Um, but as I said, when I was a child, my parents fought a lot. And again, it's not a judgment on them. They were young parents. They they're, they're, they were kids, and also they were... They're, they're doing the best they can. I realize that now, and I know that. I don't judge them. I don't blame them. I don't do anything with that because they're doing the, they did the best they can. And under the circumstances, it was really, really well done because I turned out all right. You know, I'm doing all the different things that I want to do. I'm living a happy life. I'm fulfilled. I am self-actualized. You know, I, I love my life, and I love who I am. And they created that, right? They were part of it, creating this thing. So again, not blaming them, not uh, criticizing them, but this is part of what it was. They fought a lot, and um, I became the mediator, and I'm sometimes still the mediator, although I, I try not to play that role anymore because it's really toxic to play that role all the time. And so I was always the mediator, making sure that, you know, I'd take messages back and forth, making sure they were fine, making sure that if they started fighting, to kind of cut it off at the source quickly, right away, because the more they fought, the, the nastier their fight became. And so I had to be vigilant. So as soon as they started fighting, I had to make sure that I jumped in and like, okay, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing that? Stop doing that. Blah, blah, blah. 
Um, again, not a judgment upon them at all. People fight all the time. Relationships are like that, right? I, I realize I do that in my relationships too. So it's only the fact that, you know, there were children involved. And I always, that's one of the reasons I don't want to have children as well is because I don't want to bring children into a toxic environment because I know how, I know as a child how impressionable I was and how much it affected me. Even if they were like, no, we still love you. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. We're just having an argument because we need to solve certain things. They said these things all the time to me. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't help because it feels like my world, which is my parents right now, and I was a child, my parents were my, my world, right? And if they fell apart, if they fell out, then my world would fall apart. And um, that's one of the reasons why security, again, is very important to me right now, and always, because I felt like I didn't have that stability, that security when I was a child, because I was always afraid that my parents going to leave each other, or they're going to get a divorce, and they were going to leave us to fight for ourselves or fend for ourselves, and I was afraid. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to take care of my siblings and I wouldn't be able to take care of myself and uh, we'd be destitute and begging on the streets. And I mean, of course, that was like, I was I was exaggerating a lot. But as a child, you don't really know, right? Of course you don't know. You're, you're innocent. You don't know that there are a lot of people that could take care of you, you know, uncles, aunts, blah, blah, blah. And also your parents, even if they're divorced, they will still take care of you. It doesn't mean that they're going to abandon you completely. There's so much involved with that. But as a child, you don't know. And so we hyper exaggerate everything as, as an INFJ, we have such great imaginations. And so I would sit there thinking about, okay, how am I going to take care of myself if this happens, if, it, if this comes to, and I have no one, no, no adults in my life, how am I going to do it? How am I going to take care of me and my siblings? What am I going to do? How am I going to make money? How am I going to steal food or whatever it might be? Right? Like, and so it was just obviously exaggeration in my own head, but this is what it was. And so as I became more and more vigilant, more hyper aware of everything, I had to become that way. I don't know if I was always like that. I think as a child, child, when I was maybe two or three, I don't think I was that hyper vigilant. Perhaps I was. I have no idea, really. But I know that as time went on, I became more and more so because I had to become like that, right? I did, did not want... I First of all, I hate confrontation. As an INFJ, we hate confrontation. I don't know if it's because we deal with so much of it when we were a child or because we just hate it in general, but I hated it. I just did not want our, my parents to fight all the time. And so I had to become hyper vigilant. Yeah. Also, there was this other thread that I kind of followed where I was like, if I was a perfect daughter, they're not going to fight kind of thing. So I tried to be a very good daughter. I tried to do everything perfectly. I think that's where the perfectionism street that a lot of INFJs have, that I think that's where it comes from. Because we think that if we can be perfect, then all that conflict and confrontation and narcissism that's in our, in our life will dissipate. It's one of our random th threads that we kind of imagine in our heads. Obviously, it's complete bullshit. It doesn't do a thing. Actually, it actually makes our lives worse because we become perfectionists and we're not able to have a proper relationship because of it. We're not able to be creative because of it. We're always worried about making a mistake and we never actually live our lives completely, truly, authentically. Right? And so thank God I don't do that anymore. But I know that it's, it was a very big thread in my life because of that fact. Because I, I, I hoped and wished that it would make um, my parents fight less, which it didn't happen, right? Thankfully, I realized that soon enough, um, but not soon enough, I think, because I did spend a lot of my time trying to be that perfect daughter, you know, doing everything perfectly. And because of that, because when you try to do everything perfectly, there's a lot of anxiety that builds up in your body and in your mind and your spirit. That's, again, I think one of the reasons why we have so much anxiety or we used to have so much anxiety as a child. Uh, they'd be worried about death all the time because if our parents died, we'd be destitute and we really do need stability and security as a child. Um, 
So I think we have a lot of anxiety because of that as well, because we dealt with so much confrontation and we believe that if we could control everything, again, again, that's where I think our self-controlling tendencies come from and our, uh, and our obsessive personality comes from is because we feel like if we control everything, everything, we control where our uh, where our house, how our house looks, if, uh, how neat it is, if we control our studies, if we control our finances, if we control our body, if we control our, our mind, if we control everything, we believe that all that control will result in a steady and stable life. Of course, it doesn't. All it creates is a lot of anxiety in us because if, because when things are not perfect, because they're going to be not perfect, there's no way for you to control everything. So when things fall apart, which they will, it's just normal, then we feel all this anxiety because we're like, oh my God, I thought I did everything right. I thought I tried to control everything. I, I did so much work on it and shit, <laughs> it didn't do anything, you know, and you feel like, wow, I'm a failure, right? So that's where it also comes from as well. So we get, uh, we are very anxious people as our energies and I know that about myself. I, I meditate a lot because of that, because I know that I need to control that tendency to want to control. <laughs> that sounds ironic. Um, I, I need to dissipate it. I need to make sure that I don't um, focus so much on controlling everything in my life because the more I try to do that, the more I think about it, the more anxious I get, the less I sleep, the less uh, like less my health, my, the more my health deteriorates, You know, the more anxious I feel. It's like, a, it's like a loop. It's like a circle. It's like a cycle that repeats itself viciously over and over again because... You're doing the wrong things to control things. First of all, obviously, you have to let go. Uh, but you're not going to understand that until you actually go through the whole cycle and you realize, ah, this is a complete waste of time, uh, which is actually the truth. It's actually a complete waste of time. You're not going to be able to control everything. And the more you try to control things, the more anxious you're going to feel, not the opposite. We think that the more we control things, the less anxious we will be. That's not true. Because what happens with trying to control things is that they will fall apart. You can never control everything. In fact... The more you try to control something, the more you'll feel like your things are falling apart because there is no perfectionism in this world. Like there is no perfectionism. Like, there's no way for you. Chaos, I think, is is normal in this world. Like I think the universe moves towards chaos. Um, planned chaos is what I try to call it in my own life. Um, and so, the more you realize that the less you control things, the more you're gonna feel less anxious about everything, right? And the more you're going to be able to live in this world without wanting to kill someone or kill yourself. Um, So that also was a big part of why I think INFJs are the way they are. I think it all has to do with the fact that we we were, I think, in my opinion, even if we had some genetic tendencies toward being an INFJ, I think a lot of it is built over our childhood. Again, this is just my theory, right? And I think I have noticed this in my own life because... um, of the fact that I had an interesting childhood. It was really interesting, and I, I'm, I'm grateful for who I have become because of that childhood. I would be a completely different person, I think, if I didn't have the same childhood, right? And so I appreciate it. I love it. I love who I am. I love the life that I've had. I'm grateful for every opportunity to become the person that I'm, I am. Uh, I'm grateful for my parents. They're amazing, amazing people, and they did the best they could. So again, not blaming anything, not berating anything, not putting anything down. I'm just analyzing things to realize, okay, how did I become this way? How, how did I end up this way? Why am I so freaking hypervigilant? Why do I notice everything? Like, why do I have to really put blinders on to realize or not to see everything? Like, it's just so hard because this hyper-awareness is actually a curse at times. I, I don't want to be hyper-aware of everything. I don't want to know 
when everyone is feeling everything. You know, I don't want to know when someone's feeling sad or depressed all the time. I'm surrounded by so many energies. I don't want to feel every single energy around me. It's too exhausting, right? And so I've learned how to shut off my senses and to reduce my empathic nature when I'm walking around the world, specifically, especially when I live. There's a lot of people who come here who are coming here to heal themselves. And so there's a lot of negative bitterness and resentment and a lot of negative energies pervading this environment here. And so I really have to shut myself off and say, okay, no, no, don't deal with that because it's very easy for me just to be sitting on a couch somewhere and people will come sit down next to me why? and then start telling me their sob stories. And again, it's a very terrible way to say it, but basically what it is, you know, they start telling me all the different things that are wrong with them and all with their life and blah, blah, blah. And I sit there thinking to myself, why? Why me? Why did you pick me specifically out of all the different people on this planet? Like, I just don't get it. Maybe I have this face. Anyways, um, so all of this to say that in my opinion, as I said, INFJs are made due to their childhood, right? That's why we become hypersensitive. That's why we become anxious. That's why we, we have suicidal depressive tendencies um, that if we don't control, you know, can ex- become really, really big and destroy us. Um, so I think it all has to do with, a lot of it has to do with our childhood. Perhaps, as I said, we might have genetic tendencies to become an INFJ, but mostly I think it's because of our childhood. Now, this is my theory, of course. I'm, I'd love to hear from you guys. I know a couple of you have mentioned that you kind of agree with this statement, uh, but I'd love to hear more on what you guys think is your situation. I'd love to hear from you guys on all of the different things that I do. Uh, I love getting your comments. I love hearing from you. I love, love all the messages that I'm getting. So I really do appreciate all you guys, and I do try to reply to all of you guys as timely as possible, but I do get a lot of messages every day. So um, if I don't reply right away, please don't take it as a thing that I'm ignoring you. I will eventually reply, I promise. Okay? Alright, thank you again for watching, for listening, for being on my channel, and I shall see you guys the next time around. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shaka. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.